Amen. Welcome, everybody. It is great to be here this morning. Great to be in the house of the Lord. Guys, for all those that are tuning in online this morning, welcome. We're excited to, to be with you, to be able to celebrate with you, whether in your living room, bedroom, wherever you are this morning, to be able to celebrate God together. Let's stand up, guys. Uh, at home, tune in, man. Do what you need to do to be able to just focus on God this morning as we worship. Let's give Him this day, give Him this week, give Him our lives. And that's when we see change, when we see a difference. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word, your truth, the same yesterday, today, and forever. God, I thank you for those that are here, for those that are tuning in online, Lord God, that already you would be preparing their hearts, preparing their minds, preparing them to hear your word, Lord God to receive what you want to input into their lives, Father. That you would change them, that you would work in their hearts, God. Father, we thank you for all that you are, and to you be all the glory, the honor, the power, Lord, forever and ever. We pray in your precious mighty name. Amen and amen. Come on, guys, let's worship the Lord God this morning. Keep 
don't feel it to work yet. You never stop, you never stop a work. You never stop, you never stop a work. Even when I don't see it to work, even when I can feel it to work yet. Even when we don't see it, you're working. Even when we don't feel it, you're working, God. You're so good. We thank you for your presence here. So 
of the goodness Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give him some praise this morning. Amen. Amen. Let's, make, let's give him a little bit louder praise this morning. He is good. All your life, he is faithful. All of your life, he is faithful. All of my life, he is faithful. He comes running after us. It's amazing how much God loves us and cares about us and wants to reveal himself to us, wants to show his love to us. If we just give a little bit of effort of pursuing him, how much he pours himself out to us. His word says that if we would draw near to him, that he draws near to us. Amen. You may be seated. Well, welcome, everybody. Good to see you this morning. I saw you online last week, and I get to see you in person here in the building and online this week. We're so glad that everybody is with us this morning. Um, some of y'all are out doing the 4th of July thing. That's okay. We're with you in spirit um, with that. But I, I do want to welcome if we have any guests here this morning, if you're with us for the first time. We really appreciate you coming. Um, whether it's online or if it's here in person, there is a guest card in your seat back or a digital guest card online. We'd love to know that you're here. Let's send you a little thank you card for coming. We appreciate you taking the time to be with us and worship with us this very weekend. I also want to point out that there are ways to get involved still here at Christian Fellowship Church. Uh, media team is needing help. Um, there's other areas that you can plug into. We know that we do the food pantry. We help out there sometimes as well. There's other areas in town that you can serve and volunteer at, but we're a church that's part of our DNA that we like to serve. Amen. And so whether it be here at the building or whether it be online or whether it be in your neighborhood serving others in your neighborhood or whether it be at another local nonprofit or something in the community, we encourage everyone to plug into the community in some way. Um, if you want to serve with us, if you're looking for ideas, we have a serve here card that's in the back of your seat or online. You can, you can get that as well. Um, you'll find that link eventually for serving here. So thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. We really, really appreciate it. Normally we would take up an offering, but we're not passing the, the bucket for safety reasons. And so online giving is, is a great way to do that. You can text to give. You can go to the website. You can drop it in the drop box if you're here in person on your way out the door. But uh, we love to worship God in any way that we can. And money and giving is one of those ways that we do it. So thank you so much. Do I have any kids in the house today? Do I have any kids? Hey, I see you over there. Hey, right here. Hey. Hey, how you doing? You all right? <laughs> We're glad to have you. Hey, Nance family. How are you guys back there? You kids ready? You ready for Pastor Corey's sermon? Yeah? Well, we're really glad that we have our kids with us here and online. And of course, um, all the links for our kids' material, kids' curriculum is available online as well. They have their own teaching videos and songs that you can get during the week. Same thing for VBX that's going on. For Fridays are going on right now. Same thing for CF students. All of our student curriculum and material is available online under CF students on our website. So. With that, I want to show you a video, and then Pastor Corey will come on up. What's up, CF Paris? Thank you for joining us for worship today, whether you're online or in the church building. Hey, guys, I have an announcement for you. If you go to our church website, cfparis.church, you can find all our content for the CF kids and the CF students. Videos, parent queue, all 
tons of fun stuff. Happy 4th of July! Tashi Kuri coming up soon! Thank you, sir. Oh, man. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> lovely of me. Man. It's awesome. Uh, man, I'm, uh, I'm excited that you're here. Before I dive into my message this morning, I, I, wanted, to, uh, I wanted to just real quickly address some of the things that have gone on this week. I know a lot of people have called me scared, wondering what, if anything, we were going to, not going to do uh, as far as church and, and uh the uh, recommendations that were made. Uh, yes, there is a new mandate in Texas that uh, that we are, are now required in public to wear a face mask. Um, that there is a exception for well, for just about anything. But specifically, there's a, there's a uh, there's an exception for churches. We we highly recommend people to continue to wear a face mask. Um, but we're by no means requiring anybody to wear a face mask. Um, I, I myself won't be won't be preaching, speaking up here with a face mask on. Um, but I, I'll I'll keep my spitting down to hopefully within just the six feet that it's allowed, and I don't get too excited, and it makes it the twelve feet to you. Uh, but no, there's there's people that are tuning in online this morning, guys. We're super excited that y'all are with us. You're a part. Um, I know there was some even some families last week over the last couple weeks that have been uh, the way we have things set up. We make sure everybody's social distance, but then as well, we have tables set up in the back for uh, for families for other people that want to gather around a table, coloring books on the tables. And, and there was a, a a family that had a child that uh, that was getting um, excited. I mean, as kids do. Look, right now, for all of those that are wondering online about, about bringing your kids to church, right now I have instructed those who would normally glare at you during a service. Those people have been instructed to let things go, that it's okay. Just like we were in, in our living rooms for two months, so the same, we're continuing just a, uh, an, an informal gathering of sorts. And so if a kid happens to act up, if a kid happens to, to cry, run, guess what? That happens. Uh, if you haven't had kids, I'm going to enlighten you. It happens. Um, and so we're, we're going to roll with it. We're going to all help out. We're going to be excited. We're, we've placed plenty of stuff back there on the tables where if, if a kid wanted to color as opposed to listen to me, I have adults that sit back there just because they want to color as opposed to listen to me. So, uh, so yeah, please feel free to come. It's exciting to be a part. Um, it is exciting, though, as well to be here, to be together. Um, for those that feel like you still can't, we're excited that you're here tuning in and still a part. Today, that's a, that's a, a little bit of what I want to talk about. Over the last couple of weeks, we've looked at uh, bad fruit specifically within our lives. And, and I, I think that's a, it's a necessity. We need to recognize bad fruit in our lives, but we also need to understand on our own, as we talked about last week, on our own, there's nothing that we can do about the bad fruit. But being able to recognize it is needed. So I want to move on from, from uh, realizing and looking at the, the bad fruit that we end up producing in our lives. And, and I want to move forward and focus on what it takes to produce good fruit. We're talking about choosing fruit. And, and a lot of it has to deal with where we are planted. Where we're planted. 
Um, and that's what I want to I focus today on the idea of being planted. Um, and, and what ends up happening when you're planted is, is there's a life that, that, uh, that grows out of being set, out of being planted within God's family. I want to read you uh, a number of different scriptures real quick. And, and each one of these scriptures, I, I think they point to this, this big idea, uh, this big life of being planted in God's house. And they give us instruction on what it means to be planted in God, but then as well to be planted with others. Um, I, I want to real quickly, I'm going to shoot through a, a number of verses here. This is Romans chapter 12, verses 3 and 5. It says, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in according with the measurement of faith God has given you. Just as each one of us has one body with many members, in other words, just as my body has multiple, uh, there's the finger member and even within the finger there's, there's multiple members. There's the leg member. Uh, there's multiple members within one body is what, script, what he's telling us. Just... Uh, just as each of us has one body with many members and those members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we who are many form one body. We who are many form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. Uh, the next passage I want to read is in Galatians. Galatians 6 verses 9 and 10 says this. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest. Here again is this idea of being planted in, in the fruit that's produced. In, so let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good. Let each one of us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Uh, another passage in Psalms chapter 68, it says this, A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. Now, now I, I want to continue with this verse, but this is... Uh, a, a key portion, if you will, in talking about being planted, in talking about living the life that God intends as we connect to a spiritual family. So it, it says, a father to the fatherless, a defender of wind widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. I, I love that line. God sets the lonely in families. Continues on, he leads out the prisoners with singing. In Psalm chapter 1, this is our, our main verse that we've been reading every week. Psalm chapter 1 says this, Blessed are those who delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. In other words, the word of God. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. And, and then continuing with that, because th th that, that, uh, this is our, our main passage for this whole series, uh, but it, it says right there, um, that person is like a tree planted beside streams of water. Now, there's another psalm, Psalms 92, that I want to read to you, and it kind of expounds a little bit on this idea of being planted. Let's read this. Uh, in Psalms chapter 92, starting in verse 12, it says, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. There's so much going on, even within just this one verse, but all of these verses have, have this idea, this, this, this knowledge behind uh, of, of being planted in the house of the Lord, being planted in the house of God. Uh, that, that last one, Psalm 92, again, it says, 
planted in the house of the Lord, when you're planted in the house of the Lord, you will flourish in the courts of our God. Uh, I think there's value to being in a spiritual family. Um, I, I think we live in a world that uh, very easily can seem disconnected. Uh, a world that at times is, is, is so separated, so uh, isolated in, in, in our actions and what goes on that it, it feels, it's, it's a world that feels predominantly uprooted most of the time. Like we're, not, we're no longer connected to, 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 to what is supposed to be, what is, what's supposed to be happening in our lives. There's, we're missing that connection in us. And, and, but I truly believe that God's word tells us that he plants us, that God plants us this longing within our lives. He plants in us this longing for belonging. There's a desire from the very beginning of time when God created Adam, there was, there was something else that, that was missing and it was relationship. God immediately looked down at Adam and said, it's not good that man should be alone. So he created Eve. There was that partnership. But, but in the beginning, it was, it was this, this three-way relationship. God himself would, would come down and, and would visit in, in, uh, in the Garden of Eden with Adam and with Eve. They, they had this relationship, this community. And it was sin that then separated that relationship, that then divided that relationship. God came back and said, okay, now because of sin, there's going to be even, even a turmoil within the relationship. But as well, there's a disconnect between my relationship with you. But that was the point of Jesus Christ. When Jesus came, it was to restore the relationship that was lost, the relationship that was broken. Jesus came so that we might continue to live in relationship with him and with each other. Um, we're not meant to do life alone. I, I think about the, uh, the life of Christ. And if anybody, if anybody was able to do life alone, it would have had to have been Jesus. I, I mean... Come on, think about it. it, it you, you, it, it's not like he ever needed any advice. Uh, you know, oh, I don't know what to do in this situation. Hey, John, come over here and talk to me. Um, give me advice. J Jesus didn't need advice. He didn't need no need you know input on on what to do in any given certain uh, circumstance. But but he chose. He decided to include. He decided to connect. Uh, he, he was God in the flesh. It could have could have easily lived life alone. Could have been a, a lone oak out there. But but instead, he um, he created this uh, uh, almost like a grove, if you will, where others could could feed off of him, could could learn from him, could grow along with him. Jesus decided to do life with others. Um, I, I honestly believe that after your decision to follow Christ, one of the best things that you can do in life is decide to be connected, committed, and planted in God's family, in the context of what we call the local church. Now, again, I, I pray you hear me through all this because I think the church is so much bigger than our four walls. We've said that from the beginning. The church is not about our four walls. The church is about you and I, and you and I were called to leave this to go out to there. But to be fed, to go out to there, I think there's an importance in coming here. Whether it's tuning in online or, or whether it's coming together, there, there's something about the camaraderie, especially even more so about coming together. We've learned that over these last couple of weeks, that, that there's something about the encouraging, the building up of one another. 
But for even those that, that still feel uh, apprehension about stepping out, there's something about still connecting. And, and Brandon talked about a couple different ways that you can connect. We have connect cards on the back of every chair that you can look at different ways to get involved and volunteer. Many new ways now with, with, uh, with this whole uh, social media platform. We're revamping all of our cameras and all that. We need people to, to direct and edit and, and be a part of all that. And there's a lot more going on. There's something about being connected with people. There are benefits, there are blessings, results, and opportunities that only come about when you plant yourself in the house of God. Uh, for, for myself, look, other than, other than saying yes to Jesus and, and then my decision to, uh, to marry Melissa, best decision I ever made after those two uh, was, was choosing to be connected, to be uh, planted in the local church part of something bigger than even myself. Uh, so much of my life today has been defined uh, because of setting myself and saying yes to spiritual family. Look, I, I want to show you today five things, real quick five things, that, uh, that, that, that take place when you're planted. What happens in your life when you choose to become planted in, in, the, in the context of the local church? Um, now, what I want to do in showing you these things is, is when you decide to set yourself in God's family, it's, it's, it's all of a sudden the things that start to happen within your life. Now, to preface for, for a long time, I think the church has operated under the guise of or under a uh, mentality that if you behave, then you'll be allowed to believe. And, and if you believe, if you first behave and then you believe, then we'll allow you to belong. For, for a long time, I, this was the, the idea that the church lived by. I, I think it's backwards. I think it's completely wrong. Uh, but that was our, our mindset because, again, we had this idea that, that we on our own can create behave. But last week we, we learned that it's only in believing that you then learn to behave. So, so something's wrong with this, with this process. If people have to behave before they can ever even belong, then, then how are they ever going to hear or know or, or want to be a part? So, again, this was the guise of the mentality of the local church, but I truly believe Christ was just the opposite. Christ, he gives us a place to belong. The, within the context of the local church, within the body of Christ, this is a place to belong, a place to come together. And then in coming together, in belonging, this is where we grow in our beliefs. This is where we grow in our beliefs, where we start to share ideas. Scripture talks about as iron sharpens iron. It's the coming together of individuals. It's the coming together even of different beliefs and saying, hey, this is what I've felt God do in my life. You saying, this is what I felt God doing in my life. And then taking those together, looking at the context of his word and saying, wow, this thing is coming to life. It's only in belonging that we can then ever, ever believe because Christ reveals himself. And in this revelation, in believing, it's only then through him that we can then truly behave. Uh, there was a, a, a video put out um, here recently talking about uh, the American gospel, the American church. And, and one line particularly in it is a, is, is a well-known pastor, and he says 98% of people are good. And, and I would completely agree with that statement. 
Uh, depends on, depending on, on the context of how it was said and what it was said, yes, but, but listen to this. 98% of people, I think, across the nation, across the world, think they're good. In fact, I would go further to say they don't just think they're good. They, they are. They're, they're good, decent people. But without the idea, without the knowledge of who Christ is, without that, that believing in your life, you will never be able to behave because it's only Christ's guidance, Christ's direction, the flesh being lessened and the spirit being, being uh, growing within our lives, being planted within our lives, that we then learn to behave. We can't expect somebody who doesn't even belong to behave. They don't know the rules. It's ridiculous to even think about, but that's, that's how we, we've always operated. But I truly believe that Christ came so that we could belong, and then in belonging, we'd, we'd believe, we would grow in our beliefs, and in growing in our beliefs, we would learn how to behave. Our lives would become radically changed by the power of his spirit working in us. Thank you. <laughs> um, the first thing that happens, and so I think this leads me right into point number one. The first thing that happens as a result of being planted in the local church, being planted in God's family, is it gives you a place to belong. It gives you a place to belong, a sense of belonging. And, and we so need that. Every single one of us needs that. There are many people today who, who don't have a sense of belonging. You may be tuning in online, and, and you don't feel like you're a part, like you belong there's God created each and every one of us, again, from the very beginning of time when he created Adam and Eve, he created in us a desire to be a part, a desire to belong. And I truly believe that you find this sense of belonging in God's house, beside God's people. Um, now, I've heard some people say, well, can't I, can't I believe without belonging? Uh, look, I, I, yes, but you won't do it for long. I, I would argue day in and day out that you, you can't believe without belonging. It, it's, it's hard. I'll say that it's better to say it's, it's hard to believe without belonging. There, there's, there's so much that comes against us. There's so much that comes against your life daily, whether it, it even just be social media, whether it be family. Uh, you, you guys know there's issues that are constantly coming against us. And unless you have family to be with, spiritual family, Unless you have spiritual family that are building you up, that are encouraging you, that are edifying you, I don't truly believe that you will stay uh, in, in your, uh, in your uh, believing. It sounded like something was ringing up here. Is that just me? My phone? Nope, I'm off. Segway. We can't cut that out because it's live, but hey, there you go. All right, so uh, just with... with uh, with planting, with, with plants, I, I was talking with, with my brother the other day who's done uh, some, I can't, I can't recommend my, my brother. Can I recommend my brother on, on, on a business? Grayson Jones. <laughs> no, he, he was over at my house. He recently just, uh, we, we did some landscaping in our front yard and, and some stuff in the back, and, and he was showing me all these different things. Just I, I, My mind doesn't naturally work in certain ways. But he was starting to share with me, and it immediately made sense. He said, there was this, uh, uh, this rose bush, and he was talking about what's called deadheading, and it was just taking off the, the leaves at the tip that are already dead. And he said, Corey, you've, you've got to come back through. You've got to deadhead these things. You've got to get rid of, of those things in your life that, that draw the nutrients from the ground. 
The plant still, from its roots, continues to draw nutrients, and it sends it to the whole plant. So it's sending it even to those dead areas, those dead regions. But when you cut that off, when you get that deadness out, when you get rid of that, those parts of your life, all of a sudden now those nutrients that the plant is drawing up can then be extended to the life that is already abundant in you. I was like, wow, that makes sense. So the same in life, if you take a plant and you remove it from the ground and you just kind of hold it up in the air, a, 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 a tree or a plant can't bear fruit if it's uprooted. If we're going to talk about choosing fruit, I'm here to tell you, if you're uprooted, you will not bear fruit. You, you can't bear fruit uprooted. But that's why when, 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 uh, when we're planted, when we plant ourselves, we flourish in the house of God, as the scripture told us. There's a sense of belonging in God's house. The second thing is, like I said, it builds your beliefs. It builds your beliefs. We live in a world that uh, uh, there's generations that just have this deficit, if you will, uh, on, on when it comes to belief. Uh, we don't know what we believe. Um, it's, 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 it's hard. Uh, I mean, growing up when I was a kid, it, it, it was you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and if there was, uh, there was probably a, like a potluck after church on Sunday, uh, and there was probably some sort of other meeting going on during the church throughout the week, and you had to be there. I mean, everybody was there, but and growing up for me, it was Sunday school with a felt board. How many people can say, attest that they've lived the felt board life? Whew. Daniel in the lion's den never looked so scarier than on a felt board. Um, and sadly, what's happened is because the current statistic is, is, is that uh, the, the current attender of church, on average, attends about once every uh, three, three Sundays, is it? The current average attender comes about once every three Sundays. If you're bringing your kids once every three Sundays, they're missing out on the felt board. We don't do felt board. I think we've got it digital now. But you still, you don't learn the simple stories. And so you, you ask a, a young kid, hey, who's Daniel? Uh, you mean like? From class? No, 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 Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel, didn't he like build a boat or something? Ah, some of you don't even know. It builds your beliefs coming together. Uh, the local church is where you learn how to believe. That's what happens every time you show up. Every time you show up, every time I showed up as a kid for, for a Sunday morning, for a, a potluck, for a Sunday night, for a Wednesday night, for a, an elders meeting or whatever else was going on during the week, every time you show up, so here today, every time you show up for, for a sermon, for a message, for, for maybe even just a, a teaching, or if your small group comes together, uh, all of these different things, they shape you to be who God wants you to be. Every time you plant yourself, every time that you're here, Every time that you come together physically in the context of relationship, it's another part of what God is building in your life. It builds you. My, my beliefs today, who I am today, the, what I'm able to, to pass on to the next generation, I'm able to, to, to talk to my kids about, all of these different areas, all, everything within my life, my beliefs are built by being in God's house, by hearing the word of God within my life. The Bible says, what about faith? Faith comes from hearing, hearing the word of God. Hearing the word of God. That our, our main passage through this, Psalms 1, has been the, those who meditate on the law of the Lord, those who meditate on God's word day and night. It's something about hearing the word of God. 
Our beliefs are built. When you're planted, there's a sense of belonging. When you build your belief, when you, or you build your belief when you get planted. And then the third thing that I want to show you is, is it teaches you, like I said, it teaches you then how to behave. God's spirit in your life creates the desire, first off, and then also the ability to behave. Our lives are changed. Now, I guarantee that there's people here this morning that, uh, that haven't always behaved. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I myself have behaved for a very long time. It's been at least a few hours, I think. <laughs> um, where did I learn behaving? It, it, it was in the presence of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. It, it's in getting in the word. It's, it's, it's this realization that it's here that, that you have people praying for you. People that truly care about your life. They're invested in you. And when you know that somebody cares about you, it changes the dynamic all of a sudden in life. It changes that relationship. And all of a sudden, when they speak something, even though it, it may be uh, critical from a, a standpoint, it may, it may come across as, 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 as hurtful, you understand because of their love, because of how much they care for you, that that's not the case, that they want what's best in your life. They see something better in you that you may not even see see yet. That comes from belonging. It teaches you how to behave. I had to learn to behave. I, 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 I've still got issues, yes, but I'm learning how to behave by being in God's word, by being around godly men. One of the greatest things in my life is, is having uh, our overseer here, Pastor Ron Corzine, my personal pastor. Man, I, he called me up here just this, uh, just this last week, and he said, Corey, it's, it's been too long. we got to get together, and I, I need you and Melissa just to come stay at my place for a couple days. I, I just want to bless you. I uh, mean, what a blessing it is to have people in your life that care enough that they want to input, they want to pour into your life because they see what God is doing in you and they want that to flourish, they want that to grow. That happens within the context of the church. It's this place where all of a sudden we start to learn. I had somebody here um, just recently come up to me and, and they, had, they had given their life to the Lord well over, uh, probably about a year ago. Um, but, but in the context of, of, of that, there was some things in their lives they never gave second thought to. I mean, no issue at all. But then, as they started reading the Word, there was this desire, the Spirit of God in their life saying, hey, I want you to read, I want you to read. And they started just reading the Word, and they said, Corey, I've read, I've read it before. I, I didn't really care to read it, but I did. I've read it before, but now there's, there's these same passages that I know I've read over and over and over again, but now, now they're they're jumping out at me, like they're, they're, they're coming alive, and, and things in my life that I never gave second thought to, now I'm, I'm questioning, and I'm here just to simply ask you, this scripture in particular in my life, I, I think God's telling me something, what do you think it says? You learn that within the context of coming together, within the context of belonging, and in belonging, that believing, and in believing, Christ reveals to you how then to behave. Our beliefs are built when you're planted, there's a sense of belonging. You build your belief when you get planted. And then, uh, and then it teaches you how to behave. Um, but, and, and then number four, what I want to get to is, is it helps you to become all that God wants you to be. Your potential, the fruit that you, you, uh, you desire to produce, the, the fruit that God sees in you that you could produce is directly dependent upon you coming together in God's, in, God's, uh, in God's house, in God's body. When I look at my life, it, it was in God's house that I learned 
um, I, I learned how to date, how, how, to, how, to, how to respect, um, how to honor, how, how, to, how to be a husband, how to be a dad. I, I mean, everything throughout my life I look back at, and it was within the context of the church. It helps you to become not just the idea of a dad, but it, it helps you to become God's idea of a dad. It changes you. It was within the church that I watched other dads that were doing it, and I saw that, I mean, yeah, I knew I always wanted to be a dad, but it was, it was so much more within the context of the church. We're seeing God, that he could, he could create in me something that I didn't even see or believe. Um, I'm learning how to be a person who builds. I'm learning how to be a giver. I'm learning how to be a servant. I'm learning uh, how to be able to to take what's been given to me and to impart it into other people. In the context within God's family, you can be all that God wants you to be. You learn it by being connected, by being within a, a, a community group, by being within these small groups, by being planted, even in volunteer posts in different areas. Just the, the idea of, okay, you know what? I, I have a commitment. I said I'm going to be there. I'm going to be up there to help out with, with whatever. No, no, it's not coffee and donuts yet. But there are other areas. There's something about coming together. It's amazing what happens when you're able to be around other believers, other people who are victorious as well. It, 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 it creates in you a victorious mindset. When you, when you live in the world, when everybody around you is negative, when everything that you talk about it is just demeaning and negative and woe is me and this world is hell and whatever, 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 uh, it just creates this attitude in you that then produces bad fruit and you're watering that same fruit. But all of a sudden, if you plant yourself around a body of believers, people who are positive, who care about what God's doing in your life, all of a sudden, the Spirit of God working in you, man, it creates in you the ability to be even better than you were. You'll live a bigger life. We're so much better together. Uh, You get around people that have walked the line, people that live for Jesus, people that love people, and you learn how to become what God wants you to become. The fifth thing that I want to jump to is, is uh, and I think this is extremely important, especially as it relates to being in, in church, is that you will get to live a much bigger life. So, so bigger than becoming all that God wants you to be is, is this realization that, that life is so much more than just the, the hee-haw, hum-hor, you know, uh, woe is me, this is what I have to wake up to every day. You get to live a much bigger life. Your life is so much bigger by being planted in God's house, by being planted in the house of the Lord, by being set in a family. Where else can you, can you reach the people that we reach? We, we can't do half of what we do alone. Each and every one of us on our own can't do a quarter, I would even say, of, of what it is that we can do together. The people that we reach, the people that, that come in hurting off the streets, the people that come in hurting locally, the, the, people, the, the, uh, the shelters that we give to locally, the people that are, are, are hurting are being fed, and it happens because there's a coming together of the body of Christ. Yes, on our own, you can be a giver. But, but all of a sudden, when you come together with other givers, when you realize that, that when God talks about how much he's blessed you with, and no longer then am, am I sitting here hoarding what's mine, but now because of what he's given me, I want to pour out into others. And with, with that, within relationship with other people, all of a sudden that comes together and, and just turns into so much more than I could ever do on my own. 
you'll get to live a much bigger life. That one passage that talks about how God sets the lonely in families, I love how it starts off and it, it, it talks about the, that he cares for the, the, the orphans and the widows. That's what we do. As a people, that's what we do when we come together, when we give, when we take up our, our tithes and our offerings, man. That's what we do is we reach out to people that are hurting. We reach out to people locally, but then, man, it blows my mind that not only do we reach out to people locally, but we're able to touch lives around the world. Lives around the world. I was, I was here just recently online talking to a, a buddy of mine, a pastor in, in Kenya, Africa. Crazy. I mean, we're talking the world over. He's having some great revival services, worship services, airing them live. And I went online and saw him doing one, posted something, said hey. And I, just a great exchange. But we get to be a part of what they're doing there just because of a, a, a simple transaction, if you will, here. But it's more than just a, a transaction. It's this understanding that, that God, I, I'm laying down a, a simple dollar here. But it's because I know that exponentially you're going to change somebody's life here. Somebody's eternity is going to be changed because of this simple moment here. And I don't want to just harp on or stay on finances. It's so much more. Getting right back into the previous point, it's, it's volunteering. It's being a part. It's getting involved. It's community groups. It's realizing that the preacher preaches on Sunday morning, but it's every single one of our jobs to minister every day of our life. Yeah, I, I, I preach a message. I get up here, I, I hope to encourage you, but the reason I encourage you is to step out on Monday, to walk into wherever God has placed you, places that I can't reach, to step into that area, and then to show what the, the fruit that comes from your life, from being planted within the body of Christ, all of a sudden now, you're reaching people that I will never reach, people that will never hear my voice, people that will never talk to me, will all of a sudden hear the word of God because of the ministry in your life, the fruit that comes out of your life. We're so much better together when we're planted in the house of the Lord. As I close, as the worship team comes up, I, I, I'd like y'all to, to play that hope, the hope song, the first song we sang. Um, guys, uh, I, I want to encourage everybody today, man, don't do life alone. Don't, don't do life alone. And it's such an encouragement to do life with God's people, to do life with God. Do life that way. Now, immediately people will say, Corey, it's, it's risky. You, you may be tuning in online this morning and, and could uh, give me story after story of, of being hurt within, uh, within the context of church, within the context of family, within the context of, uh, of just trying to give relationships a try. Yeah, yeah, it, it's risky. It's risky. The dark side, the evil side of being connected is the, pot, the, the potential, the, the possibility that somebody might hurt you. Somebody might hurt you, but let me tell you this, the, the risk of life in isolation, the risk of life in isolation is so much greater, so much more dangerous than the risk of trying relationship again. I, again, I, for those that are tuning in online, for those that, that are here this morning, I, I don't know what's happened in your past. I don't know who said what to you, who treated you wrong, and, and it was. It, every bit of it, that, that what was said, what was done, how you were treated, mistreated, it, yes, it was wrong. There's a, there's a saying I heard one time, it, it's, a, it's a southern saying that, that goes somewhat like this. Just because mama burns the biscuits doesn't mean you never go back to the kitchen. 
just because somebody did relationships wrong, just because somebody did you wrong in a relationship does not make relationships wrong. Yes, it it can leave in life, people can leave a a bad taste in in our mouth. Sometimes there are are things that happen in church, in life, in family, but but it doesn't mean that you, you don't go. It doesn't mean that you don't continue to trust relationships. Can we go to the, uh, the verse, the, not the verse, the, uh, the bridge, the bridge part through there. Um, guys, it, it, isolation is so much more painful than deciding to be connected, than deciding to be planted within God's house. I, I believe there's people here today that are saying, uh, Corey, I, I feel like I'm, I'm drifting, but I want you to know there's hope. Uh, There's people that that feel like you're all by yourself, like you're alone in the world, you're isolated, and and I'm telling you, there's hope. There's hope. There's hope because of what Christ did, because of who he is in our lives. Come on, church. Guys, there's hope because we belong together, because we're here for each other, because within the body of Christ, we care for each other. We encourage one another. We build one another up. No longer are we like, well, let's talk about so-and-so or gossip. No, guys, we've got to realize where we're planted and where we're drawing water from, the source on who we get our strength. And then within that strength, within that, there's hope for tomorrow. There's hope for today. There's hope in the morning. Every single area of your life, there's hope because of the life of Jesus Christ. There's hope in the breaking. There's hope in every single aspect. It's hard a lot of times because, a lot of times because we're not set in family. It can be hard. The Bible says, God Almighty sets the lonely in families. There's nothing greater than being set in family. And I believe that God today wants to do that in your life. God today wants to do that in your life. As you tune in online, he wants to set you in a family. He wants to place you within the body of Christ. Every member having a different potential. Every member having a different function, a different reason. But every single one just as important. The coming together of the body of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. I want to bow. Uh, let's, let's have everybody stand. I want you to bow your heads with me. I, I want to pray as I close. Um, and and I, I truly feel that, that whether it's online, if you're tuning in or, or, or here this morning, there's people that, that feel disjointed, disconnected. You don't feel apart, but I'm here to tell you God has something different. God, no matter what happened in the past, no matter how it was in the past, no matter who ran you off or whatever it was, I'm here to tell you God has a place for you today. God has a home for you today, a place to belong, a family to set you in, a place to be planted, a place to flourish, a place to grow, a place to prosper. And he wants to see that in your life. With every head bowed, every eyes closed, guys, if you're here this morning and and you feel disjointed, disconnected, I want to pray for you. If you real quickly just lift your hand where you're at, I want to pray for you. Awesome. As well online, awesome. If you're tuning in this morning, if you're tuning in sometime this week, wherever it is, and, and, and you feel disjointed as well, I'm here to pray for you. I see the hands that are up across this room. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, I come before you, Lord Jesus. I pray for everybody in this room today, everybody tuning in online today, Lord God, for, for each and every one of us, Lord God, that need a fresh start. Father, I pray that you would reveal to us, Lord God, that it's only in the setting, it's only in being planted, Lord God, that we flourish. 
It's only in you, Lord Jesus, that we then can have a place to belong, Lord God. And in belonging where our beliefs are then built, Father. And as our beliefs are built, where, where we learn, where we grow, Father, in our behavior. And then, Father, from there, what you want us to be grows, Father, that we could be all that we could be, Lord. And then as well, that, that we, it would be even bigger than anything that we can imagine. The life, what you have intended, what you have planned, Father, our reach so much greater, Lord God, when we're planted. Father, I thank you for the opportunity for those here this morning tuning in online, Lord God, for those that don't feel a part, Lord God, that they would recognize that it's in you that they find their being. It's in you that they find life, Lord God, and it's in the body of Christ that we come together, that we build each other up, that we encourage one another. God, I thank you for this, for the coming together, Lord. And Father, now from here, I pray that we would be your hands and your feet, that we would be more than just a, a, another pew sitter, Lord God, but so much more, we would be your life, that your spirit would shine through us, Lord God, and would reveal the fruit in our lives to the world around us, that we would continue, Lord God, to show who you are through our lives, that we would continue to show that we're planted in the house of God, and that with that, Lord, that we would see flourishing, that our fruit would yield in season and our, our leaves would not wither, Lord God. That we would bear fruit even in our old age. That we would stay fresh. That we would stay green. That we would always proclaim the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him. Lord God, we thank you for life, life everlasting, life abundant. And the opportunity to be planted. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. 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 Guys, y'all have a wonderful week. There's hope in the morning. Come on.